0: Welcome to Historical Jesus. I'm Mark Vinet. The prophetess Anna was an 84-year-old woman who was a pious fixture in Jerusalem, who never left the temple. According to the Gospel of Luke, she worshipped there day and night, fasting and praying for the time when Jerusalem would be free from Roman oppression. Not long after the birth of Jesus, Joseph and Mary adhered to three Jewish ceremonies, circumcision, performed on the eighth day for all male children, purification from childbirth for Mary, forty days after her son's birth, and consecration of the firstborn in the temple, in recognition that the firstborn son belongs to the Lord. Let's scrutinize this story from the infancy narratives with various Greek Orthodox and Protestant sources whose credit details can be found, as usual, in the show notes, along with all other information, data, and links.
1: When the ever-Virgin Mary's 40 days of purification were passed, according to the law of Moses, she took her son Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem to dedicate him to God as her firstborn son. At the temple, the Lord's parents offered the sacrifice of a pair of doves, Luke 2, 23, from which we learn that they were poor, since those who were able were required to offer a lamb. At the temple, the Lord was met by Zacharias, father of St. John the Baptist, and the aged, righteous Simeon, who had awaited the salvation of God for many years. St. Simeon and Anna are commemorated February 3rd. We are told that some Pharisees, Seeing the child Jesus, recognized as the Messiah of Israel, were enraged and went to tell King Herod. Realizing that this must be the child of whom he had been warned, Herod immediately sent soldiers to kill him. But the righteous Joseph, warned in a dream, fled with the child and his wife, the Most Holy Theotokos, into Egypt, and they were preserved. The feast of the meeting of the Lord was observed in Jerusalem at least from the 4th century. Its observance was brought to Constantinople by the Emperor Justinian in 542. In the West, it is called the Feast of the Purification of the Mother of God, or Candlemas Day.
2: There is an ancient tradition that the holy, righteous Elder Simeon, who came from Egypt, was one of the 70 learned Jews chosen in the days of the pharaoh Ptolemy Philadelphus for the task of rendering the Hebrew Bible into Greek and that to Simeon was assigned the translation of the book of the prophet Isaiah. When he reached the famous passage where the prophet foretells the virgin birth of Christ, saying, Behold, a virgin shall conceive, and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, he was so perplexed that he took a penknife to erase the word virgin, in order to replace it by young woman. At that moment, an angel of God appeared and prevented him from altering the sacred text, explaining that what seemed impossible to him was, in fact, a prophecy of the coming into this world of the Son of God. To confirm the truth of this, he promised that Simeon would not see death until he had seen and touched the Messiah born of the Virgin. When, after long years, Christ was brought into the temple at Jerusalem by the All-Holy Mother of God, the Holy Spirit revealed to the elder Simeon that the time of fulfillment of the promise had come. He hurried to the temple and, taking the child in his arms, he was able to say wholeheartedly to God, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. For indeed the elder Simeon was the living image of the ancient Israel of the Old Testament, which having awaited the coming of the Messiah, was ready to fade away and give place to the light and truth of the gospel. The relics of the holy and righteous Simeon were venerated at Constantinople in the church of St. James, built at the time of the Emperor Justin. The prophetess Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, was eighty-four years old. Since the early death of her husband, she had spent her whole life in the temple in hope of the coming of the Saviour. She is the pattern for holy widows, virgins, and monks who have freed themselves of worldly cares in order to dwell always in the temple, offering their fasts, hymns, and prayers in eager expectation of the Lord's coming. And when, like Anna and Simeon, they have seen the indwelling Christ with the eyes of their heart, and touched him through their spiritual senses, they proclaim with joy and assurance to all mankind that the Savior is still coming into the world, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of his people Israel.
3: We sometimes forget that Jesus was born into a very Jewish family that kept all the Jewish laws blamelessly. In our attempt to universalize Jesus, we must not make the mistake of isolating him from his cultural context. When the time of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, the story moves to Anna, who just happened to be in the temple at this time. Righteous, God-fearing woman whom God has sent as a witness. An 84-year-old woman, a pious fixture in the woman's court of the temple. Anna recognizes Jesus as the Messiah, verses 36 to 37. There also was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was eighty-four. She never left the temple, but worshipped day and night, fasting and praying. Can you see her? An old lady, a widow for many, many years, with nothing to do but worship. And so she does. She practically lives in the women's court of the temple day and night. She is a prophetess, a female prophet. Verse thirty-eight. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. We don't hear the words of her prophecy, but it seems, like Simeon's, to consist of one, inspired thanksgiving, and two, speaking about the child to other believing people who were present. Both of these verbs here employ the Greek imperfect tense, indicating continued action in the past, that is. She kept on thanking God and telling people. The word translated gave thanks is enthomo mai, which indicates to publicly express praise or thanks. Notice that she doesn't speak about Jesus to everyone, but particularly to those in the temple whom she knew also looked forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. The word redemption, Greek lytrosis seems a curious one in this context. The Greek word is often used in a commercial sense as redemption for something for a price, but here the meaning focuses on the result experience of being liberated from an oppressive situation, also used in Zechariah's prophecy in chapter 1 verse 68. Like Simeon, who looks forward to the consolation or comfort of Jerusalem, Anna looks forward to the time when Jerusalem will once again be free from Roman oppression. What are we disciples to learn from this passage that can help us to follow Christ more closely? One, Jesus was raised in the context of strict observance of the law, though he transcended the law. Sometimes God places us in restrictive situations in which we are to live out our lives in service to him. Two, Mary and Joseph provide a devout home in which the Christ child is raised, and in that sense set an example to parents everywhere. 3. Jesus is presented to the Lord and consecrated by his parents even while he is a baby. We cannot wait until our children are at an age of accountability to dedicate them to the Lord. Later we pray that they will confirm the vows we have said on their behalf. 4. God has his faithful people, Simeon and Anna, here, who play no great role on the stage of biblical history, but have significant bit parts. They are sensitive to God's voice and available when God calls upon them. 5. The Holy Spirit can speak to us and show us things that others cannot know or understand, as he promised Simeon that he would see the Messiah before he died but we are unlikely to hear God's voice unless we prepare ourselves to do so by living in God's will in righteousness and devotion. 6. Devout people are full of praise, as were Simeon and Anna. Worshipping God can be a worthy full-time occupation. 7. Jesus' coming offers hope, light, and salvation to all people. When we are really convinced of that, we will not be so shy to speak about it to others. The rapid success of
0: my Historical Jesus podcast is heartwarming. I'm Mark Vinette. Thank you for sharing your precious time with me.